The opinions expressed in the following program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of The Joe Show, Connecting All Abilities. Today is Monday, January 18th, 2021. Um, before I introduce my guest, I have, a, I have an announcement to make. My show is going to be airing on the WKTV channels. On It'll be on <clears throat> Comcast 25 in AT&T in AT&T 99. It'll be on the WKTV channel February 2nd and it will be on Tuesday from 12 at 12:30 p.m. and Thursdays at not at on Thursdays at 9:30 p.m. so please don't miss it. And I have I have another I have another guest on my show today. He is the director and he is the yeah, he's the director of communications and marketing for Special Olympics. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Aaron. Good afternoon, Aaron. How are you doing today? Doing great, Joe, man. We should hang out more often. We should go different places because I feel like you if you introduced me anytime I walked into a room like that, man, the applause I would get instead of the groans I usually get when I walk into my house and I see my wife and kids sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we can't go anywhere right now. But true, true. Still great to be with you virtually, though, today. Hey, thank you. It's you know what? I, it's good to be virtual, though. Um, uh, but um, I have a voice recorder, so I'm going to check my recorder for my questions that I have down for okay. you. Sounds good. All righty. All righty. How did you get into um, how, how did you get into Special Olympics and become the director of communications for the entire state of Michigan. Yeah, well, for me, uh, my road was kind of an indirect one to get to Special Olympics. I actually went to college and was a broadcasting major and uh, kind of like you, uh, spent a while in uh, in TV and, and dabbled in, in the broadcasting and communications on that side of it. I was actually a sports anchor at 9 and 10 News in Cadillac, Traverse City area for about 10 years. and. Um, Love my time up there, but eventually kind of realized I needed to do something different. I was having a fun time, you know, covering sports and, and, you know, being on everybody's TV screen every night. But with a wife and kids, I was looking for something that's a little more family friendly and kind of something that I felt like I was making more of a difference uh, and, and helping people a lot more. And I just kind of stumbled into an opening at, at Special Olympics and applied for the job and ended up here. And it's actually been a perfect fit. I've been able to stay in touch with a lot of the people who I've met over the years and TV and broadcasting and still on the sports side of things, getting to cover stuff. And, um, you know, this job's been really, really cool, really, really rewarding, getting a chance to share the stories of all of our athletes and let everybody know what the heck Special Olympics is and, and why it's a big deal. Because I didn't really know too much about Special Olympics when I first came here. Um, but, you know, once I kind of came to my first event, I really understood the power and significance that our organization has. Sounds like uh, It sounds like you loved doing sports around at, at think around 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock in Cadillac, Traverse City. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it, it led for some uh, late nights, you know, you get home from work around, you know, one o'clock in the morning or so. And, 
you know, you'd have a, a little one-year-old kid at home who enjoyed waking up at three and, you know, you're going on just a couple hours of sleep every day. So it was a little tiring, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I've gotten to do some really cool things at Special Olympics here, not only just doing things here for Michigan, but I've also had the opportunity to be a part of the Special Olympics U.S. national team that has gone and been a part of world games competitions in Austria and Los Angeles. And, you know, the next couple world games are coming up or looking that they will likely be in potentially Russia and Germany. So really kind of a chance to showcase our athletes from right here in Michigan all over the world. Yes, because they have, um, they, and also there's in special Olympics, I think there's, um, there's figure skating. We do. Yeah, we do have figure skating. We've had some athletes who have competed on the, the world stage before in, in some of our major events. And, you know, the, the thing about Special Olympics is people think they kind of know what Special Olympics is. They kind of have an idea, but you, you don't really quite get an idea of what it truly is until you see it in person. And so, you know, for those people who aren't quite familiar with Special Olympics, um, it, it's an organization, we, we help children and adults with intellectual disabilities ages 2 all the way to 102 and older if you're still around, uh, <laughs> to take part in, uh, you know, sports training and competitions, just giving everybody a chance to, you know, feel included, feel accepted and giving them a chance to showcase their abilities instead of, you know, people first off seeing those disabilities or sensing those disabilities. It, it really gives them a chance to, to show people what they can do. It also gives them to the the ability to show off their talents and what they can do, and also you, and there's also visually impaired people in Special Olympics too. It's true, yeah. So the the qualifier to be a, a part of Special Olympics as an athlete is you have to have an intellectual disability, and so we do have athletes that also do have physical disabilities, um, whether it you know is you know, sight or, or hearing or, you know, something physically, you know, maybe they're in a wheelchair. And so, yeah, we do have athletes that have different disabilities on top of that intellectual disability as well. And it's, it's really inspiring seeing these athletes out here because, you know, especially in these winter sports where, you know, you're, you know, just watching somebody going skiing down the hill or snowboarding or, you know, figure skating or even a long distance runner or whatever it is, you have no idea. You can't just be like, oh, I bet that person is a Special Olympics athlete. We've got some legit, like, killer athletes who, you know, I'd put on par with, with athletes, you know, high school, college, any level. Yeah, that's amazing. So I'm going to check my recorder, go to my recorder again. Um, how has Special Olympics connected to their community? You know, our headquarters is based out of Mount Pleasant. Um, we also have offices in the Detroit area, as well as in the Grand Rapids area. We actually just purchased about a year ago, Grand Rapids South Christian's old high school. And so we are currently in the process of completely renovating that. And by the time we're done with everything that we have planned for that building, it will be the world's largest Special Olympics facility. So there is gonna be no facility quite like this and we've got it right in west michigan and so that's really gonna be a fantastic place for all of our athletes and coaches who are all in that west michigan area for them to have a chance to have a place to really call their own a place that they can compete and practice they don't have to worry about battling for gym time at different places and really it's you know for for our athletes to really it, it's just a big huge gift that we're really able 
people to give them to have you know a place that they can call their own, which is pretty amazing. And we have you know close to twenty three thousand participants all across the entire state, and you know they take part in competitions all the way from you know the Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio borders all the way up into the Upper Peninsula. You know when you're skirting around getting ready to touch Wisconsin on that western side of the Upper Peninsula, and so we have athletes all over the place. They're involved all year round. Uh, of course, you know, the last year has looked a little different for us, uh, different for us all. But, you know, we're doing our best to make sure that all of our athletes stay engaged during this time as well. Yeah. And, all, and you know what? Also a place that also a place that, that they can call home too when they do a Special Olympics. Yeah. And, you know, it, it really is a family friendly atmosphere. It's just one of those where, you know, when you come out to event, it, it's hard to find somebody who isn't smiling, um, whether it's a volunteer or it's a coach or whether it's an athlete, uh, you know, everybody just kind of seems to, there's just got this cool vibe. It's, I don't know what it is. It's just an uplifting vibe and everybody just kind of feels it. And it's, it's just something you want to be a part of. And so, you know, a lot of our volunteers say it all the time, you know, yeah, I went once. I went to my first ever Special Olympics event. I didn't really know what to expect, but I'm hooked. Like I'm coming back, and it's it's really the the same for our athletes too. They just make it an amazing, amazing event. Um, you know, no matter whether it's a local competition or practice, or whether it's a world competition. At every level, it's something you want to be a part of. I think it's something everyone should be a part of too, and also like a big happy family. Because when you mentioned the vibe, I think it meant something about happiness like if you're having fun playing something doing something in special olympics like track and field soccer or bocce ball so uh, yeah and and that's the thing joe you know our athletes they want to win right this is a sports competition first so so they want to get across that finish line they want to make sure that they have the final score in their favor they you know they want to take the gold but the difference that you see at a special olympics event compared to you know another sporting event of any kind is that true camaraderie of athletes wanting the other athletes that they're competitive with and competing with they want them to do their best as well you know they're rooting for the person they're trying to beat just as much as they're hoping that they're going to come away with the gold exactly and they got up and they're pushing themselves at mm -hmm. two to be the to be the best absolutely all right i'm going to check my recorder again What do you get from the participation of the of the community here in Michigan? Yeah, you know, we've we've got 23,000 athletes that take part in the games and, and we've got a little over 30,000 volunteers. And so that includes, you know, those one time volunteers that, that show up at our events. We have six state events that happen throughout the year, along with hundreds of local competitions as well. So it includes those. It includes, you know, the longer full time volunteers that are there for the coaching responsibilities, you know, or, or whatever their volunteer position may be. And so, you know, we're a grassroots organization. We wouldn't be able to do what we do without the community support. And one, yeah, it, it includes the donations and the money that comes in that way because we're largely funded by donations from individuals and companies throughout the state. But it's that support that we get physically from people actually being at our events, from people, um, you know, stepping up for fundraisers and people stepping up, you know, to come out and help put on these events. If it wasn't 
for the large fan base and volunteer base that we have throughout the state, there's no way we'd be able to get anywhere near as close to being able to reach as many people as we can. You know what? I I I I agree with you. I agree with you there. I could have I could imagine, um, like when you do when there's a lot of people at the events like helping out and volunteering mm-hmm. to do coaching mm-hmm. and also other stuff too. And also, um, you know, also to volunteer, help out with swimming or bocce ball, basketball, whatever sport that they're doing, or, or even hockey too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do a floor hockey that we do. We don't have uh, ice hockey, but we do do a floor hockey and, uh, you know, we've actually teamed up with the Red Wings a couple of times and, and had some Red Wings players out to some of our events before. And they've donated some equipment to some of our teams from West Michigan before, too. And, you know, it, it's really a, a cool chance to, to team up with those pro athletes sometimes, too. You know, we've back when Andre Drummond was a member of the Detroit Pistons before he, before he got uh, traded to Cleveland a couple of years ago, he was far and away one of our biggest fans and supporters that we had um you know he came out to some of our athletes practices he don't made sure that nike donated uniforms and shoes to our basketball teams and he was you know really really a big fan of ours and so we were super bummed when he got traded away to cleveland but you know he's still making sure that now that he's in ohio he's doing stuff for for special olympics ohio as well and like i said it's just one of those where it, you know, you catch the Special Olympics fever, right? And Andre Drummond got that. And, uh, you know, it, it's really kind of neat to see, you know, the athletes, our Special Olympics athletes inspiring these pro athletes, right? You know, just to know that they are the top a- athletes, you know, that, that we have in the world. And, you know, they're drawing inspiration from our athletes. That's a pretty cool deal. You know what? It's, it sounds like it's a cool deal. And, and, and they did a good job of giving back to you guys when you guys needed it and when you needed the support, but it sounds like they did a nice job. Yeah. Yep. And you know, we, we, uh, right now, one of our, uh, other big fans and supporters from the pro ranks that we have is, is Detroit Red Wings now captain Dylan Larkin. And so Dylan's, uh, you know, he had, he had been the assistant captain for, for the wings for the last year or so, um, you know, only a few years into his pro career, he Michigan born and raised. And so he, you know, got signed by the wings and then, you know, just last week, the Red Wings named him their next captain. And so he's done a lot of stuff with our, with our floor hockey teams that are in the Detroit area. A couple of years ago, we had one of our athletes out to the opening opening night for the Red Wings. They had a big red carpet out in front of the arena, and our athletes were there walking in with them. And so, you know, it, it's cool seeing seeing that. And from our athlete side, it also really gives people who might not be familiar with Special Olympics um, a little more legitimacy of saying, oh, you know, Special Olympics really is a sports organization. It's just not, you know, this fun track meet where everybody comes out and you're just, you know, having a fun field day. It's, you know, just like every sporting event, you'll have different levels of competition. Well, we've got some uh, pretty elite athletes out here. And so it's really kind of cool when those elite pro athletes and college athletes help recognize that and bring that into the mainstream. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to check my recorder a second. All right. How can people reach out to volunteer 
and help or sponsor or Special Olympians or the Special Olympics in Michigan? Yeah, the, the easiest way to do it is just to head to our website, somi.org, somi.org. We've got all sorts of information there for volunteers, ways that you can donate your time or your money, get involved with local programs. You can learn about all the different programs that we do uh, throughout the year. And so right now we're, uh, you know, we've, we've been in a bit of a, a pause, right? Since March, most people have been in a bit of a pause for the past, you know, 11 months now for us and so we're we're gearing up we're we're getting ready to try to get back into work here we've sometime next month in mid-february we're looking to hold our first in-person events since last march and so we're looking to you know have some volunteers come out and be a part of that and so as soon as we're ready to announce those events coming up we're going to be sure to have those on our website so people can try to be a part of that as soon as we you know hopefully get back to a, a safe and successful return yeah, I mean, when this when all when this whole COVID thing is over, I think everyone can um, return to in-person sports and in-person meet and greets too. When 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 all of us are vaccinated. Yeah, and and I will say this about you know the pandemic and everything that it's you know put a lot of a lot of organizations through for for Special Olympics, really when we were all, you know, going through quarantine and having to stay away from our loved ones as much as we did, you know, and we, we don't really have that large social interaction that we're used to, you know, some of our athletes reached out to us and they say, you know what, like, I know this is hard, but, but this is how I feel. or This is how I felt every day of my life before I had special Olympics. I didn't feel like I had friends that I was able to hang out with. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of people to talk to. Nobody wanted to hang out with me. I was really just stuck in my house all the time. And Special Olympics really gave me that outlet to get out there, be a part of a big group, be a part of something bigger, you know, and and just kind of, you know, be a part of society. And so, you know, that feeling that, that we all felt during COVID, well, that was what our athletes were feeling on a daily basis without Special Olympics. And so just kind of knowing that puts it in perspective of just how important it is to be able to, to give our children and adults with intellectual disabilities here in Michigan that opportunity to make sure that, that they don't have to go through that anymore and that we can help provide these services for them to, to be a part of something bigger. And also they have a big community that they can all be a part of. Yeah, it, it really is a, a huge community. Our athletes, you know, they're, they're friends, they love each other, our volunteers, there really is a big, huge family. We've, we've touched on it before. It, it's just, it, it's hard to talk about Special Olympics and not like feel happy or feel your pulse racing. Like I'm excited just talking about the fact that hopefully next month we're gonna be returning to action just because I miss the athletes, I miss being able to be a part of that for them. I know that they miss it so much. And so, you know, sport, sporting events themselves are fun and they're great. Um, but for our athletes too, it really is such a huge health benefit for them as well, uh, because it's really that chance for them to, to get out, get active um, and, and, you know, be healthier and live a, live a much healthier lifestyle. And also an active lifestyle too. get some exercise. Yeah. 
Yep, it's true. Yeah. So health and fitness is a big part of, of what Special Olympics is and what Special Olympics does. And so we sports is really just a vehicle to helping to make a more inclusive society and make a healthier lifestyle for all of those who are involved with stuff. At all of our state events, we have a lot of health screenings. For example, at our state summer games, athletes come out, they get to go through health screenings where they get their eyes checked, they get their ears, hearing tested, and uh, Ooh, we have uh, dental screenings as well. And if they realize that, oh, you need a new prescription or you need glasses, well, we make glasses for them right there and we mail them to their home free of charge. And if they need hearing aids, you know, we make sure that we're able to connect them with discounted hearing aids and all sorts of stuff. So really, you know, we, we use sports and that's, you know, we're a sports organization first, but being able to provide these extra services, thanks to donations and volunteers, you know, that's really, you know, one of the biggest life-changing impactful things that we're able to do. All righty. Um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to close it up. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to wrap it up. Um, but be, before I uh, before I go, um, it, um, it how can people get involved local? How can people where are you located locally, and how can people get involved locally? Yep. Yeah. So you know, just just real quick. Uh, Yep. Yeah. If you just head to our website, somi.org, um, you can just search for your county right there and we'll connect you with a local program so you can get involved in, and be a part of the inclusion revolution here in Michigan. All right. Well, uh, um, thank you very much for being on my show today. Um, before we go, is there anything that you would like to maybe say or add? Uh, no, I mean, this was fantastic, Joe. I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to be able to hear you and, uh, you know, be a, be a part of your, uh, the Joe show here and, and get our word out about special Olympics. I love the show. I love your message. And, uh, you know, we really kind of go hand in hand with that. So thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and comment down below. You can find my show on the whole picture podcast. It's on Facebook, anchor.fm, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. And before we go today, um, I am looking for, I'm looking for some people that can that can hand, that can that know how to hook up a camera or learn how to use the camera and the equipment here at WKTV Studios. I'm looking for some help. Um, if you guys are interested, please contact WKTV Studios, or you can contact um, Mindy Walker. It's uh, and her her phone number is seven two six zero nine seven nine. So I will see you guys next week for next week's Monday's episode. And until next time, peace. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of the producer and not necessarily those of WKTV Community Media.